It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. One on, nobody out. The 2-0 pitch. Here to swing a long fly ball in the left field. This is going to leave the park. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron. That ball's hit deep to left. This one's going to be out of here. Get up, baby. Get up. Chris Raby and the Countdown to Opening Day Show, presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. From San Diego at Major League Baseball's winter meetings, welcome to the first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amarin on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Alongside Mike Claiborne, I'm Chris Raby. A big show coming up as we bring you everything happening from Southern California. And Klaibs, uh, it's been great to be back out here for a couple of days, and it's always great to kick off another hot stove season with Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. It has been a good time to be out here um... You know, one of the things that you and I have done when we open up the season with the show, it's always at winter meetings. And recently, we just haven't had a lot of activity. Uh, we've had some deals take place, but not as much activity as we've seen this year. And I think that bodes well for the future, including the Cardinals. Now, as we speak, the Cardinals haven't made any deals. I think now, though, Chris, they have a better idea of what's still available because they weren't going to sign Cole, they weren't going to sign Strasburg, uh, and Rendon was not in the equation. The other players that they may have an interest in are around, but also I now think that they have a better understanding of what the trade market's going to be as well, and that may be the route they have to go in order to show up a couple of issues within the roster. 100%. I think the markets, both free agent and trade, are starting to crystallize because you left the winter meetings the last couple of years with most of, if not all, of the premier names from a free agency standpoint still on the market. And in some yeah. cases... Those guys didn't sign until spring training. In some cases, those guys didn't sign well into the season. And as we see the proverbial dominoes start to fall, I think the Cardinals will leave here knowing the path they have to take to improve their club. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they, they move after this. Um, I don't think that the good players are going to be around long to be honest with you. so Especially with a break around the yeah, holidays. Yeah, if you want to wait this thing out, then you're doing it at your own peril as far as I'm concerned. I, I think that you know what you need. You know what it's going to cost. Go do it. Instead of seeing that the price is going to come down or maybe the the package that you can put together doesn't have to be as sweet as, as you think it should be, you better move forward because somebody's going to be left without a chair when the music stops. All right, coming up on the show, we'll visit with Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, also General Manager Mike Gersh. Also, Klaibs will sit down with Mike Schilt, the National League Manager of the Year. Great to see Schilt here at the meetings in San Diego. Well-deserved recognition for him and his team. He'll be the first to point that out. And, you know, I just think everyone agrees uh, he is so deserving of that honor. Incredible things for him and his club last year. And I'm excited to talk to Mike about what he and his staff do over the course of an offseason to try and improve even more. 
Yeah, you know what? The the hard part begins now that you've been recognized for your accomplishments. Got and that Mike target is, on your back. Mike is quick to point out that this was more of a team effort, and I would agree with him. And, and it's not just a challenge to him, but to players and staff on how do we get better. And, and I would include the front office as well. So um, one of the things about Mike, and you know him, Chris, he's a well-organized guy, and he enjoys organization. And I think he's well at her over the head of the curve. He and his coaches have already met twice since the season is over in Jupiter to work on things they want to be better at and how they want to help their players be better. So um, there's no, no grass growing under the feet of Mike Schild or the staff. We'll visit with Mike Shannon, the voice of the Cardinals, to kick things off in a moment. Also Joe Torrey and Ted Simmons. So some Cardinal Hall of Famers, some National Baseball Hall of Famers, and, man, it was great to kick the week off with Ted Simmons uh, being introduced as the newest electee to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Everyone's so thrilled for him, and we'll talk not only with Ted, but uh, a couple of his teammates and, and Mike and Joe coming up. You know, one of the things, Chris, and you were there, and you've seen this enough, I'm still amazed at how taken and how humble these gentlemen are when they get the call to go into baseball's Hall of Fame. I mean, these are the toughest, best in the world, and, man, they are just still overwhelmed that they're part of one of the great fraternities in the world. You know, I was talking to my dad about that the other night, even before uh, we got the news that Ted was headed to the Hall of Fame, and and he said, Clibs, that as a fan of baseball, the thing that's always struck him about Ted is how he continues to convey how much baseball means to him yeah. And he continues to be just a perfect ambassador for baseball. And the more I think about it, we're so lucky to just have countless guys that embody that within this organization. Plus, here's the other X factor with Ted Simmons. Ted Simmons was always cool. Yeah, He's man. A cool cat, man. They got a lot of those guys, too. They they do. Shannon and yeah. Gibson. and I mean, just, just cool guys. You throw Tori in there. I mean, just yeah, cool Lou, cats. Come and, on. Uh, so, again, just tickle pink for Ted Simmons and uh, – I bet he'll have a very insightful Hall of Fame induction speech. Oh, I can't wait. We'll visit with Derek Gould as well, the Cardinals beat writer, who will give us his take on the offseason and what he expects for the Cardinals moving forward. Again, as things continue to crystallize, and the Cardinals, I think, have a pretty good idea of what they need to do to improve their team. So all of that and more coming up. It is our first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amaranth. Cardinals 5, 6, and 10-game ticket packs are on sale now and feature 2020's top games and promotional dates. Choose from the opening day pack, the jersey pack, the bobblehead pack, Friday pack, and more. Ticket packs start at just $54. Get yours at cardinals.com slash holiday. All right, we're just kicking off our first edition of the program. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you in San Diego. Ben Boyd is the executive producer of our program. Mike Anderson back at our network studios. And also a big thanks to Ann Carroll, from the Cardinals Radio Network. Let's take a break, come back, and Mike Shannon, the voice of the Cardinals, kicks us off. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amarant from San Diego at Major League Baseball's winter meetings on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back to San Diego. Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amarant. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you at the winter meetings. Our winter meetings coverage is sponsored by Goodwill. Donate a car for four free field box tickets, Clibs. We say hello to the voice of the Cardinals, Mike Shannon. Mike, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing fine. Hunting season's in uh, full swing, and, of course, that occupies me uh, pretty well at the moment. And, uh, you know, I'm an outdoorsman, plain and simple, and uh, I enjoy being out uh, 
And uh, the worse the weather, the better the hunting. <laughs> Everybody says, oh, it's going to be terrible tomorrow. It's going to be windy and cold and snowing and this and everything. And all the outdoors would have gone, all right. And everybody else is going, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> hey, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, uh, Ted Simmons going in the Hall of Fame. And he, he touched on the fact that his speech uh, here in San Diego about because of you getting sick, that particular year he got a chance to get called up and the rest is history uh it's amazing how this game works where people have uh, take advantage of an opportunity an unfortunate opportunity for you but one for ted that he parlayed into a great hall of fame career there's no doubt about it and uh, everybody's so happy because he he waited so long for it okay and uh, you know when you look at his statistics they're phenomenal okay you know, you know he got a big boost from uh uh, Johnny Bench, because uh, you know if you put his figures against Johnny Bench's figures, they're they're pretty darn good. And when Bench came out and said he's definitely a Hall of Famer, I mean that really uh, ran his stock up, I, I believe anyway, because uh, most people look at Johnny Bench as the uh, bell ringer when it comes to catching and plain and simple. Every year you're going to see a guy make a lot of money, and this year it's Garrett Cole in Strasburg, and I think everybody accepts that as part of the game. But, Mike, you look around and the activity that we're seeing as far as trades and other free agent signings, I think for people who haven't been paying attention to the game might want to start paying attention to it because we're going to have some teams that feel like they can win, and I think that's great for the game. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, look, look at the Cardinals. Uh, I credit the manager for getting him into the World Series. I, I really do. I mean, getting in to, to into the playoffs and going to – you know, they just came up uh, – a uh, short against the team that was hot and on a roll. There's no doubt about it. That Washington national team is phenomenal. But when you look at uh, what's going to happen at spring training, Mike, uh, you've got the, both those teams were in the World Series. They're in the same complex down in the oh yeah in Jupiter. I mean, that's phenomenal when you think about it. And and it might be the first time that that's ever happened. And the Cardinals were in the playoffs. So there's there's three teams within ten miles that that, that, that train. <laughs> In uh, Florida, it's phenomenal that you have three of those teams that were in 15 miles of each other in spring training that were in the playoffs and in the World Series. The voice of the Cardinals, Mike Shannon, with us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. Mike, we heard from Mike Schilt yesterday. He met with the media. He'll be with us tonight. He's the National League Manager of the Year. How impressed have you been with the way Schilt and his staff have turned things around and turning weaknesses into strengths. Defense, base running, really have gotten back to Cardinal baseball, and they have cleaned up in so many areas, haven't they? There's no doubt about that, uh, Chris. When I look at the, you know, I'd go and talk to the manager, and I'd say, uh, you know, you're, you're better, but the bottom line, it hasn't shown on the bottom line. But he stuck with it. His coaching staff stuck with it. And lo and behold, they got to the playoffs. And any time you get to the playoffs, you're dangerous. And I think it was proved out this year with the Washington Nationals. They got hot at the right time, and they went on, and they did something nobody thought they could do. They beat the Astros in the uh, World Series, and they just kept on going, plain and simple. But you get to Mike. I, I'd go down and I'd talk to Mike. I'd say, your base running is better. I said, your defense is better. All these things are better, but it hasn't shown on the bottom line yet. And he stuck with it. His coaching staff stuck with it. The front office stuck with it. And lo and behold, they got very, very close to going to the World Series again. How important is attention to detail, Mike? Because fans can see the numbers and see 
how much better they got defensively, but you see it every day. Attention to detail. Is that the biggest thing to turn a club around defensively, for instance? Well, there's no doubt about uh, that particular point, Chris, but what I look at is uh, what a lot of people don't anymore, and that's the the composition of the ball club. I think that's why the spring training is so important. You go down there and you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but, you know, who makes the team and who does this and who does that and so forth and so on. But I think the personality of a baseball team is formed in spring training. And you can call it detail or you can call it uh, whatever you wish, but it's proven out last year with the Cardinals. And I think they're going to come into spring training and they're not going to have to do that. You know, they're going to understand what Mike wants and how he plays the game and so forth. And I think I think spring training is going to really be fun this year. Once again, it's the same old, same old. You're going to have look at the pitching. Who's going to be uh, the four, the five starters? Who's going to be the the closer? Who's going to be this? Who's going to be that? Because and, and everything else is just about set. You know, you got the, yeah. one outfielder is going to play it, and one infield who's going to play this and this. And this. But the first baseman really solidified uh, the defense. I thought last year, and it just took time for it all to fall in place. And I think the reason that, that they stuck with it. And they paid to the, as you say, the the little things they paid attention to, and that's because of their manager, the manager of the year, Mike Schilt, plain and simple. You know, you mentioned spring training, and you and I talk about this all the time, about how we look forward to it and the little games, the little competition and the training and how yeah. guys prepare for the season. And, and you, you touched on it before, man. It all starts in spring training. You cannot come out of spring training not being ready to play. Because it, it'll 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 show up quickly that you're not ready, and, and the losses will start to mount up. But and we've seen that with guys who have skipped it the last couple. Oh of years, yeah, free yeah. agents. And I, and you know what, Mike oh, yeah. and Chris, I think one of the, one of the things on why we've seen more free agents being signed by teams, I think they realize that experiment of waiting guys out and making them wait, and they show up late or they show up not sure, didn't produce the results that they thought it would. Uh, a lot of guys are creatures of habit, and they, they like to get there early, and they like to get into a training regiment, and they weren't being able to do that. I think the good thing about the upcoming season, that 2020, is the fact that all of that is behind them now. They worked all that out last year, the owners, mm-hmm. the players, so forth and so on. And that's why I think teams are going to be better this year. They're going to be better prepared this year. And uh, they're going to be pluses, just like the plus with the, our manager and his, his style. Okay, it's going to start right out of spring training. We're so far ahead now than we were last year. I mean, it's 100% uh, in front as far as I'm concerned because they've worked out a lot of those problems already. And I think the the world of baseball has worked out a lot of those problems. Now, if you want to talk to uh, different people, they'll say that this is, you know, there are some very, very uh, surprising statistics that have come out of uh, the way the game is played today. One of them is the fact that there are more strikeouts than base hits. Now, that is a worrisome statistics, okay? And uh, we have the statistics in this game now uh, more and more than we've ever had before. But you have to have that guy on the field like uh, the Cardinal manager has, Mike Schultz, where that gut feeling, you call it whatever you want, old school, this or that. But momentum is a big thing, and I think that it, it played out this year when you see what happened in the World Series. And you see what happened in the playoff with the uh, Washington Nationals. They were on a roll, and they rolled right on through the World Series and became champions. 
The voice of the Cardinals, Mike Shannon. It's always great to kick off our season of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day with you, and we'll see you very, very soon, Mike. Happy hunting and uh, happy holidays, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks so much for the time. Well, thank you, uh, Chris and Mike. It's always been a pleasure, and I'm more excited about going to spring training this year than I have been, and I think I say that every year, but it's really going to be fun this season. It sure will. Yeah, happy holidays to you guys and to all our fans. You have to think about the fans, the Cardinal fans. They are just phenomenal year in and year out. They support this team so well. Well, we talked with Mike about Ted Simmons, and when we come back, we'll visit with the Hall of Famer. Ted Simmons joins us next on this first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren from San Diego and Major League Baseball's winter meetings on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren, Chris Raby, and Mike Claiborne with you at the winter meetings in San Diego. And a highlight of the week was getting the news Sunday night. Ted Simmons is headed to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. The longtime Cardinal joins us now on the Cardinals Radio Network. Ted, congratulations. What have the last couple of days been like for you, for your family, and your friends? It's uh, been like the fastest roller coaster I've been on in my life, um, going at you know supersonic speed. And so much goes through your mind and your head. It's really hard to slow everything down i mean it's it's going fast and it's going furious but it, it is a blast hey ted w- when you got the call and it finally set in did you have a chance to think about some of the people who helped you get to where you're at now being a hall of famer of course that's that's really you know it takes you right back to your childhood you first think of people that you played little league for or against neighborhood kids, house you grew up in. It goes right to the very origins of everything. And all the people and the faces and the places start clicking like flashbulbs right in front of your face. And it doesn't stop. And it hasn't stopped yet. And I hope it doesn't stop for a while because it's been wonderful to reflect on all the people who have influenced me over my lifetime as a, as a person, as a human being, as an athlete, as a major league baseball player, uh, all these people are just marching right in front of me. And it's happening right now. I'm talking to you. And it hasn't stopped yet. And I don't want it to stop. Ted, has the impact of this happening now changed because of what you just alluded to and all of the people that have continued to be a part of your journey uh, over the years uh, after you fell off the ballot, maybe disappointment to then, you know, working in baseball? Uh, getting back in front of the Veterans Committee, coming some so close a couple of years ago when we were in Orlando, and now getting the call now? Well, all I can do is view it as it exists. And my journey has been from here, and it's lasted this long. And it's not a, not a question of it being long or short or medium. It's the culmination of a lifetime that has brought me to this place. And as I look back on it, I wouldn't change one thing about it. It's, uh, and I have to admit, when you sit in that, you know, that place three or four times in your life and you're waiting for one phone call to come and it doesn't happen, it's extremely disappointing. It's excruciating in that last hour while you're waiting. It's, it's tough. Um, but, I mean, that goes back to what they always say about you know, the Hall of Fame. It's a tough place to get in. And it should be. And it wasn't easy for me. But looking back, disappointment, 
yeah, time or two when it didn't happen. And I hope that it did. But it finally has. And I wouldn't change one ounce of this. As I say, the journey is mine. And it consisted of the last however many years. And I wouldn't trade one ounce of it. I wouldn't give one ounce of it away. I'd keep it all. And that's how I view it. We're visiting with the Hall of Famer, Ted Simmons. And uh, interestingly enough, you go in with Marvin Miller, and, and you touched on the impact that Marvin had on you and the fact that you guys had the one thing in common, being chain smokers. Uh, <laughs> but the fact is, uh, which, which was a riot to hear. There were a couple of other things. But yeah, we, that's true, but that's the one that kind of stood <laughs> out. For you, it, it was one of those situations where – you were a young, brash guy that was breaking into baseball and to have a chance to meet a person at an early stage of your life and, and the impact he had on your career, even at that stage, where, as you mentioned, how much money you made that first year where you could go buy a car. And then you think about what, he, what he's meant to the game to where we're at today. That, that's also quite an honor to be part of a, uh, an induction crew that involves both you and Marvin Miller. I can't begin to tell you what Marvin has meant to me. Every Major League Baseball player that exists today and goes back to when Marvin first came to the Players Association owes him a great debt. My first contract was for $7,500. Marvin was responsible in six weeks when they negotiated an increase from $7,500 on the minimum salary to 10000 And the following spring training, they raised it to fourteen. And I turned to my wife and said, we can go buy a car. And <laughs> that's what it was like. But you could buy a car for 800 bucks, brand new. Yeah. But still, I mean, for you know, $14,000, you could buy a house. But no one could see this far out. Not even Marvin, but no greater visionary on the planet and no more committed and more compassionate man on earth. I owe everything, everything that's happened good to me in my lifetime, which encompasses a whole lot. I owe in one form or another directly to him. Ted Simmons is with us. Ted, we're on the Cardinals, the radio network, and um, obviously seeing you around the ballpark in St. Louis is is fantastic. Well, what have Cardinal fans meant to you and, and your family, the organization and its fans, not just as a player, but, uh, you know, in baseball and, and now your family and you know, seeing fans out and about in and around St. Louis. Well, what St. Louis means to me is that a long time ago became my permanent home. Came here from Detroit, Michigan. By the time I was 20, 21 years old, my wife and I started staying here in the winter and had kids. We went to John Burroughs Community School, ended up going off to college, and we stayed. Uh, the great thing about St. Louis is that it's central, and no matter where you have to go, and particularly if you stay in Major League Baseball, like I have, anywhere you go is halfway. You don't have six and seven hour flights from Boston to uh, San Diego or Seattle to Miami. You're halfway anywhere, and it's doable. And it's a nice little community with people who are pretty basic and not real big on putting on airs. And Mary and I settled in here pretty easily and pretty quickly. And like I say, we raised our family here and we just stayed. Ted, I'm wondering too, just what you think of the ball club headed into uh, into this year. And, you know, you uh, watch plenty of baseball at Bush Stadium. What do you make of the Cardinals getting back to the postseason last year and uh, the upcoming season for Mike Shilton Company? Well, they have a nice club. There's no getting around it. Now, they've got really, really, really nice young pitching. 
I mean, guys every team would like to have. I mean, you can name them off one after another. Uh, the young kid that came up to play center field, um, and then third base, and then second base. I mean, this this kid's player, and he came out of nowhere. The Hall of Famer is with us on the Cardinals Radio Network. Yeah, it's amazing to see, just thinking about you know, how young you were when you came up to the big leagues. You said yesterday it was baptism by fire. You had to learn a lot of lessons after having incredible success <laughs> at every level. And that's something that teams like the Cardinals have, have been able to do and do with some success, especially in recent years. But that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, there aren't tough times and there aren't struggles when these guys come up, no matter how good the team around them is, right? That's true. The thing that helped settle me with Torrey, Gibson, Carlton, Brock, McCarver, Shannon, when you're around people like that, they show you the way and their expectations are very high. And when you come up young, like I did, first time, 19, uh, 20 years old, I mean, their expectations are high. And people would say, well, what's the biggest adjustment you had to make? I said, playing against men. Because, I mean, I was 19, 20 years old. And, you know, when you get in a clubhouse with seasoned veteran players who are stars, you, you come up to speed, you know, fast or you crumble. And, you know, I, I knew one thing. I could hit, and the rest of it would come <laughs> that, later that'll on. That'll keep you around. So, you got guys like Carpenter. you got Yachty here. They, they show the way to any young kid that comes, and that's why the young ones come quickly. They see what's expected and how to act and how to be a major leaguer. That's a great point you make, and, and I've heard Mike Shannon tell the same story when he broke in what, 10 years before you. And the mm-hmm. veterans took care of him and showed him how to be a pro. And that seems like that's been a great Cardinal tradition. And I think when you win a little bit, you understand what it's like for for you to be there to make sure somebody else has the opportunity to grow and play because they obviously know you wouldn't be here if you couldn't play, and you're going to be able to help them win, and that's what we're all here for. Yeah, well, you can go in any season of Major League Baseball – and you can look at four or five teams in spring training and at the end of the year and be fairly accurate on who those four or five teams are going to be. And the reason I mention that is because when you're trying to win everything, um, be the best of those four or five clubs that the expectations are all very high on. It's more than just being talented players. It's a lot more than that. And, expectations I mentioned a, a moment ago are very, very high on teams like that. And it's, it's serious business here. And when you have leaders who show the way to the young ones who are frankly scared to death, just trying to stay alive, even no matter how talented they are, when they're young, they're insecure and they have fear. And when you're around people who know, it's more than just being the best player on the field or players on the field. It's something more than that because the four or five teams, any one of them can win. And every time I've ever been on a team that was good and competed well, those teams all had big demands, high expectations, and no foolishness. This was always serious business. I know everyone is just overjoyed, and I think everyone agrees, long overdue, that you'll be enshrined into the National Baseball Hall of Fame this July. We always appreciate you taking time to visit with us. It'll be great to 
See you in St. Louis, not only uh, donning that red jacket, but also uh, as a National Baseball Hall of Famer. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for the time this evening. I sure appreciate it. Thank you both, Chris. Take care. I appreciate it a lot. Cardinals ticket packs are on sale now, including the Bobblehead Pack. This pack features five great weekend games, including popular bobblehead giveaway dates like the Colton Wong Gold Glove, Yadier Molina, and more. Let's give a bobblehead pack away right now. Tickets to five games to one lucky winner. We'll take caller five at 314-531-1120. When we come back, we'll visit with Joe Torrey. That's next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren from San Diego. Alongside Mike Claiborne, I'm Chris Raby. We're back after this on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Wrapping up the first hour from San Diego at Major League Baseball's winter meetings. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you. Ben Boyd, our executive producer. We thank Mike Shannon, Ted Simmons, and Joe Torrey for joining us in our first hour. We're going to visit with Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, coming up. Also, John Mozeliak and Mike Gersh of the Cardinals front office. Derek Gould, and we'll talk some tickets with Joe Strom. That all comes your way in the second hour of the program. A big thanks to Goodwill for sponsoring our winter meetings coverage out here in Southern California. Hey, I want to tell you about the Cardinals calendar. What a great holiday gift. Since the holidays are here, it's time to pick up the hottest gift in Redbird Nation, the official 2020 Cardinals calendar, featuring the signature artwork of team photographers, the club's spring training and regular season schedules, and four pages of money-saving coupons. Pick up your copy at St. Louis area retailers or call 314-345-9000. We'll give the uh, calendar away right now. To caller number five at 314-531-1120. Hour two coming up next from San Diego. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne in San Diego at Major League Baseball's winter meetings. And it's great to have Cardinals manager and National League Manager of the Year, Mike Schilt, with us on the program. Mike, what's going on? Hey, Chris. Claves, how we doing, guys? Good to see you, and um, this is our first time seeing you since the award went down, and congratulations on that. And uh, I bet you've been a busy man this offseason. Uh, yeah, I have. You know, um, thank you for that. Obviously, a team award and really, um, you know, happy for the group. Um, but, yeah, I've been busy, Claves. You know, we take a little bit of downtime, reconnect with the – with the outer world, so to speak, and, and some of the... Return a few phone calls, Return a few all that phone stuff. calls and, you know, make sure you're paying your, you know, the bills that you kind of forget to sometimes during the season. I know the feeling. You know, and just personal stuff. But, um, you know, it's good. We're getting ready. Um, I say getting ready. We've been ready. We're getting, you know, the, we had a good year, you know, didn't ultimately get to the prize we wanted to. But um, it's in our rearview mirror. It's time to move forward and look to, into 2020 and... And um, we're being very intentional about what that looks like with our staff and with our players. What did you come away? There, there was so much that happened this year. Um, you know, obviously winning new players and having a spring training that you can, can control. What did you come away with for yourself? Because a lot of things went on for you as a person, as an individual, family-wise. Have you had a chance to step back, take a deep breath and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what I want to be better at. This is what I want to be better at as a person, not right. just as a manager. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I am. And I look to continually evolve to, you know, grow. I think that's a, a big part of what we do and why we're here and uh, honor our, our gifts. But, um, you know, I'm still in the process of figuring out what that looks like. I've, I've gotten to, um, you know, one of the things that I self-reflect, but, you know, 
and I never want to lie to myself. I don't think I do, but we all have our blind spots too. Um, so, you know, we have a really healthy relationship with our players and our staff. And so, you know, as guys get away from it a little bit and think about it and, and process things, you know, one of the things we're going through is, is just that um, that feedback loop with the, with the staff and, and now some of the players to say, hey, what do, you, what do you need more from me? What do you need less from me? Um, whether that be individually, collectively, or just, you know, like you say, hey, I just think you could be a better version of this. And, and see what that looks like. So, um, yeah, taking that inventory and, you know, it's you got to keep looking in that mirror and figuring out a way to, to be a better version. Mike Schultz is with us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Can that self-reflection be harder after tremendous success versus disappointment? Uh, I think the disappointment sometimes it's it, – well, it could be both, right, Chris? You know, the, um, both can crystallize what that looks like, um, you know, disappointment – uh, you don't want to get to the disappointment, so you want to continue to reflect yeah. on what it looks like. I mean, the game. But also, gonna, don't want to pat yourself on the back. No, no, and and honestly, I don't know if we do that enough. You know, in in our game, I've talked to that about what that looks like and that balancing act of because um, we all know you guys live it with us, and uh, and so do our fans. Everybody lives it with us, which is a great journey and soap opera every every day. For you know, starting in spring training, really, it never stops. As we're doing it now in the winter meetings, but um, you know, just just. Um, looking and understanding that, you know what, it, we want to be able to enjoy and celebrate as we go and appreciate what we do and not just feel like there's one, two, three, five moments when you clinch a division, when you win a round of a playoff, the second round of the playoffs, win the World Series. You know, obviously those are huge celebrations that you know, that are, you know, you you can't you can't really duplicate because they're so unless they're on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Chris. Yeah. Long season. Yeah. Paybacks. Okay. Paybacks yeah. coming. Don't yeah, worry that's about okay, it. Yeah, okay, buddy. Uh, you know, look, I I own that. Um, but no, you know, I mean, you do. You look up, and we still want to be able to enjoy and celebrate. You know, April, May, June, good stretches, um, but not to the other side of it to where we think, oh yeah, we got this thing figured out, and mm-hmm. you know, we're we're escaping from it. So I don't want us to forget to enjoy and appreciate. Um, because this is, you know, it's it's a long, you know, grind which we enjoy and love. Um, but to the disappointing part, you you grow from things. I think, generally speaking, people grow from um, setback or, or if they're intentional about looking at it and reflecting on it. Um, and you know, but we're both really. We want to review what goes well. We do it every at the end of every night internally with some of the staff we do it the next day for sure um what we did in our staff meeting what the guys did what we did and we always start from a premise of what we did well um and then we go what we could have done different or better and and then we just continue to to move forward to correct it that way we don't feel like we have a large disappointments we 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 grow from the miniature ones mike shield is our guest here and talking to you and every day and having some good laughs along Mm -hmm. the way what, what what was one of the more fun things and maybe wouldn't be on the major board that you came away with that you had a good chuckle or something that made you feel good about the decision you've made to dedicate yourself to this game of baseball? Well, first of all, Clay, as I'll say this, you know, you, you've been a good good um, support system for me and us and the belief. And, you know, you were, you know, and I didn't feel like we were struggling, struggling, but, you know, relative to the expectations, you know, 
And so I appreciated you being just a, a, a you know support system for me. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, no, it's really. Hey, you're much more fun to talk to when we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but that's with anybody. But yeah, we all. But yeah. when you when you're around people and I watch you and your staff and I've told you on countless occasions I appreciate how hard they work. Mm-hmm. So when you guys bleed a little bit we all do and nobody wants to see that so i figure let's show up and have a good time every day we'll find something good out of it and then maybe that'll grow into something else yeah well i appreciate that very much but the original question is was there a moment there really i can't capture a moment but i can tell you that the moments that that mean the most to me are seeing our guys take that next step Mm. yeah you know and i I felt like a lot of guys took it and you know when you're putting a lot of effort into it i say we, you know, we're doing our job. We're investing our players. We're we're very sincere about what it is they need to work on. We're in communication with them. But ultimately, it's the players' talent, time, energy, effort, um, you know, desire, and they deserve And this. But to see them and knowing at the highest level with the microscope that these guys are under, mm-hmm. and you see them take that next step, you see them become a little more self-aware, you see them – you know, work on a play that they've been working on or, uh, you know, a certain approach offensively or a certain pitch or, um, you know, ability to stay in the moment a little bit more. Um, and they take the next step and you just see them just grow in front of you. That's uh, that's that's really the moments that I got into coaching for. And the look on their face when they've achieved yeah, that, that, that moment that they've been working at. That's yeah. right. You know, and to know that they've they've um, cemented themselves a little bit more in, in a ma- as a major league player in a – in a highly competitive environment, and and they got a reward for their effort, and um, you know it's a it's a it's a very gratifying to, to see and be a part of that. With that being said, so how rewarding was it specifically to see Jack take the steps that he took, to see Jack and the team, you guys collectively have the success, mm-hmm. but then also for Jack to be recognized with Cy Young votes, MVP votes, people were were paying attention. I know we can be in a bubble sometimes, mm-hmm. and we're around you guys every day, but you know, it's proof in the pudding that he yeah. got a lot of votes. People saw what he did, what you guys did down the stretch when the games mattered the most. Yeah, Jack's a great example of what we're just talking about, you know, sitting back and seeing um, in a very, very impressive fashion, in a quick fashion. Um, that's why I don't try to put age on a guy, but it's still impressive. The guy's 23 in his second full season in the league. <laughs> Continue to take those steps forward and, and hone his craft. And, you know, we've talked about – um, rightfully so, all of Jack's many unbelievable positive qualities. He's got the total package, but you know, putting that together and knowing what that looks like in real time and competition, and and see him do that, and then maintain it, and that's it. That's the thing that was most impressive. Is you know, he he had the game in in San Francisco for the All Star break, the one hitter. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Longoria got him. We lose one nothing, and you go, man, you know, that was it, Jack. That was it. You know, and you go to the All Star break and. He just kept moving it forward. And, you know, when guys hold on to that and they own it, and that's the thing that we want for our guys. Because um, when they own it, um, that's that's when they make their own adjustments. They see things quicker. Um, and, and they have that sustained success. And, you know, to your point, Jack was the best pitcher in the in the, in the the game the second half. And I don't even know if anybody would want to debate it. I'm clearly biased. But, um, you know, a very special, special second half for Jack and good for him to be able to move it forward and continue to move forward. Before we get out of here, we got college football just around the corner. The, the playoffs are underway, and I, every time I see our old buddy Dabo, yep. man, he he, he, he <laughs> understands how this thing works. Yes, and to he hear does. his comments, man, 
Nobody wants to play them right now. I mean, no. because he's got them clicking on all eight cylinders, and, and yep. they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch. How much have you had a chance to talk to him? Um, fair amount. You know, we have more texts, go back and forth. I mean, at the um, the thing that I love about our relationship of many is, um, you know, it's based on our, our faith, but it's also commonalities of how we approach things. And But the time we have is we really don't overlap with much free time. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's respectful of us being in the grind. I'm respectful. Like the other day, they they took care of Virginia ACC championship, and I text him. He texts me right back. You know, the next morning, but I know like look, that's it. He knows I'm with him. Right. You know, that's kind of thing. But um, he's he's a special dude, man. That's a bad dude. He's one of my fun people, man. I knew him when he was playing for Coach Stallings, and we started telling uh-huh. Gene Stallings stories. And just the, he he does the impersonation better than anybody because he's already got that Alabama draw. Yeah. And even though Gene's from Texas, but. What what a delight he was to have in your circle, and uh, I know the players appreciate it. And now they see him winning, which even leads leads more credence to what impact he has when he does talk. Because as you mentioned in spring training, this guy came in with a game plan on what yeah. to say and how to say yeah. it. Yeah, it was the most. It, it was impressive, and a lot of guys echoed it. It was impressive not only in content, but it was impressive in um, he knew how much time he was allotted, and he he didn't whip out this canned. This is my talk to a team, mm-hmm. you know, my talk to a group kind of thing, which people usually have in the Rolodex, which is fine. That had been plenty good enough. He tailored it to us, and he did his homework, and it resonated, and he took that next step. There's no coincidence why he's an elite, you know, running the best program in college football. And he knows a guy who's running a pretty good baseball program as well in Mike Schilt. Well, you know. And, and I'll <laughs> – I'll, I'll say it for that. you. Yeah, no, I'll I, say I, it. Hey, I got you on this. Oh, Don't yeah. worry. No, about I appreciate it. I got that. You. I know. And, and I'll leave it at this, Mike, because so many people in this building these couple of days talking about relationships, whether it's mm-hmm. people looking for jobs or yep. broadcasters. How have relationships impacted you as a manager, as a person, and even if all of us can't dial up Dabo Sweeney, uh, as you've continued your journey professionally, how have you seen those relationships impact you, your team, and, and what you're trying to accomplish? Um, I was recently at Tony LaRusso's um, event in Las Vegas, um, Leaders and Legend for his R Foundation, Animal Rescue Foundation. And um, he had General McChrystal speak to the, to the group, and he said, um, and it was one of the first things he said, he says, you know, the wars change and how we fight the wars change. But the recruits and the 18 to 20 to 23-year-olds that come in that are doing the, doing the work that are coming through the system effectively don't change a lot. And it really resonated with me because it is about relationships. You know, the game has changed in baseball. You know, much more technology. I was sitting there with, at the replay meetings just a minute ago with Chad Blair, our video um, analyst, and, and he said, man, I'm, I'm in more of a seminar as far as the, the technology of what's going on and like, are we still playing baseball? You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's part of our game now. And the point I'm getting at is we we look about the the game, and rightfully so, mostly, you know, it's all it can't all be the answer. But you have all these different things, technologies, measurables, um, and you have the different ways we we train our guys and performance and all the different things and the mental skills coaches that are that are healthy for the guys. Um, but ultimately it comes down to relationships and, and playing the game and um, being able to get all that information to a human. And that really will always be about relationships and understanding and meeting the, meeting the player where they are and, and, and that being a two-way open dialogue. Because we're at a level now where players can self-actualize. They, they got to a big league for a reason. They played. 
they know what they're doing. They know how they're doing it for the most part. And really, we're important. it's important to us that we're working with our guys um, and ultimately allowing them to, to steer the ship, so to speak. I got one quick question. Uh, baseball winter meetings are not just designed for managers to do the media tour. You are in meetings. What are you hearing from your, your other manager colleagues who are in the, involved in the game? You just talked about the replay situation. Mm-hmm. What is some of the sentiment you're hearing from other managers? Well, you know, I've been able to catch up with some of the guys now. You talk about relationships. Um, you know, our manager's meeting will be tomorrow morning, so we'll go over more formally. Some of the new things are coming down, the, the three batter minimum for pitchers. Uh, looks like we're going to have the 26 man on the roster, um, you know, what that looks like. Um, you know, but I've been able to catch up with, um, like last night, had had some uh, drinks with Tony and Jimmy Leland and uh, talked to them about where they, the game is, where they think it's going. Um, you know, I've been able to talk to Joe a little bit more, Madden, now that he's not over in Chicago, mm. and, and um, you know, connecting with him a little bit about just some things philosophically and where he thinks it's going. And, uh, you know, congratulate Dave Martinez, um, you know, for their success and talk to him a little bit. and. Um, so, you know, it, it, the thing I can tell you about is there are a lot of guys in this game that, that are really intentional about the game continue to move forward mm. and be in a good place and trying to be good curators of the game and balancing out some of the things that make the game warm, um, that people can embrace and still, you know, welcome and open to, to all the technology and all the different things that are out there that, that, um, that are in the game as well. Mike, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Always a pleasure, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Chris. Clay, appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, my privilege. Cardinals 5, 6, and 10-game ticket packs on sale now and feature 2020's top games and promotional dates. Choose from the opening day pack, the jersey pack, the bobblehead pack, Friday pack, and more. Ticket packs start at just $54. Get yours at cardinals.com slash holiday. When we continue from Major League Baseball's winter meetings, We'll visit with Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. A big thanks to Goodwill for sponsoring our winter meetings coverage in San Diego. Donate a car for four free field box tickets. We're back with more on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Your energy needs are changing. That's why Ameren, Missouri isn't waiting on the future. We're building it with a smart energy plan, advancing thousands of projects across the state. St. Louis, we're adding new clean energy sources and installing new composite poles to better withstand storms. Moving Missouri closer to a future of energy centered around you. That's energy at work. Learn more at AmarinMissouri.com slash plan. This season, taking a Cardinals game like a VIP. All-inclusive tickets are on sale now and feature a full buffet, complimentary bar, plus a great view of the game with lots of great areas to choose from, like the newly renovated Legends Club, the UMB Champions Club, Proficient Red Jacket Club, and more. There's something for every budget. 2020 all-inclusive tickets start at just $54 and are on sale now at cardinals.com slash all-inclusive. St. Louis Cardinals, time to fly. This is John Rooney for iWarehouse, home of the most unique eyewear in the world. They don't have a bar or multiple locations or crabby people. They just have the greatest eyewear and professionals around. iWarehouse, they have great coffee to match their great eyewear. 
Hi, this is Tom Ackerman. Do you have an old car taking up room in your driveway? Why spend money on repairs when you can donate it to Goodwill? Donating is easy, it's tax deductible, and towing is free. Plus, you can feel good about donating to Goodwill because you'll be helping people right here in St. Louis get jobs. You'll also get four field box tickets to a Cardinals game next year. While supplies last, must mention tickets. For more information or to donate online, visit MERSGoodwill.org. That's MERSGoodwill.org. We believe in the perfect game, the hard nine, and hanging banners. Central Bank believes in being the hometown bank of the Cardinals. Welcome to Cardinals Checking. For those who believe, find out more at cardinalschecking.com. Restrictions apply. One offer per household while supplies last. Member FDIC. When you look around, you might feel pride is in short supply these days. But Ford has been around for 115 years, and we know the only constant is change. We still take pride in what we build. We even take pride in taking pride. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why do it at all? Build Ford Proud. Hurry in for great deals on the all-new 2019 Ford lineup, including the stylishly redesigned Ford Edge. Only at your quality Ford dealers. Proud sponsor of the St. Louis Cardinals. It's holiday party season, St. Louis. Are you all set? You've been piling up those Schnucks rewards points all year. What better time to cash them in? You could have Schnucks pay for a party tray or a sweet dessert from the best bakery in town. Maybe even your entire holiday meal. All because you're a Schnucks rewards member. Whether you're hosting the whole family or bringing a special dish to a friend's party, make sure you're all set for the holidays. Go to Schnucks and cash in those rewards points. Once again, the day will come when the five-gallon buckets of sunflower seeds are hauled from the storage rooms. With the telltale bouquet of mathematically cut grass, pine tar, and brand spanking new jerseys will fill the Missouri air. When the dexterous fingers of Dwayne Hilton will dance across the Oregon's ivories once more. It may not feel like it, but rest easy, Cardinals fans. Spring is coming. Philip 66, live to the full. Proud sponsor of the St. Louis Cardinals. It begins here with the 30th anniversary of Arch Madness in downtown St. Louis. Watch as 10 Valley teams look to punch their ticket to the big dance. The 2020 State Farm MVC Men's Basketball Championship returns March 5th through 8th at Enterprise Center. Presented by Fox Sports Midwest. Visit archmadness.com to reserve your spot in history. Get your seats and get to St. Louis for Arch Madness 30. Since 1907, the Valley runs deep. Back to the countdown to opening day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Welcome back into Cardinals countdown to opening day presented by Ameren for Major League Baseball's winter meetings in San Diego. Derek Gould is going to join us momentarily. Looking for the perfect gift for the Cardinals fan in your life? Surprise your loved ones with the Cardinals vacation to spring training. Packages available to fit everyone's schedule and budget. Make your reservations at cardinals.com slash vacations or call 1-800-892-7687. Let's talk some Cardinals offseason and happenings of the winter meetings with Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Read Derek in the paper and at stltoday.com. Also follow him on Twitter at dgould. If there's a tree in the backyard and there's a guy, uh, that left-handed bat that you'd like to pluck off, yeah. who would it be? Oof. It's not ideal, but it at least is worthy of conversation. It's Charlie Blackman. For Bang. Goodness That's who we, we talked about him earlier. Got to talk well. about him. I think Mazzaro's interesting, high price, about 790 OPS. So is he a guarantee? Probably not. You know, but Charlie, in this lineup, would he be a better player? 
I think he's 24 years old <laughs> and has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of power, but has good power. Um, I think there's more there. I think he'd be more. I think, yeah, I think he'd be more. He kind of worked us over that one time he came to St. Louis. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. The question yeah. becomes how. And he play right field. Exactly. How motivated are the Rockies to move, move payroll? Because they have a new TV deal coming up. They're trying to win. Well, they made the playoffs back-to-back years for the first time in franchise history yeah, a couple years they, ago. Then they were the most disappointing team in baseball they had, this past year. Absolutely. But I think sometimes Greinke almost got framed like this last year at the deadline. Yeah. The assumption that the Diamondbacks were looking to offload his money. Right. Which they wanted really, really good prospects back. What would it cost to get a player like Blackman, and what's the motivation for Colorado? People are assuming now that, that maybe Arenado's on the move after his extension last year. It would still, if there's financial motivation there, take a boatload, especially considering what we heard some of the asks were for guys at the deadline last year. I don't think for Blackman it would be as, as cost prohibitive as maybe that, that implies, to be to be honest. because um, And him and Aaron are apples and oranges, not even no, the yeah, same. Yeah. Blackman's yeah. salary outstrips his production. And that is a – I mean, no, that's And will continue to. And will continue to. And that's not – that's the contract they signed him to. Um, and that's the kind of trade that they would have to be beholden to. Um, you know, they they could move parts to free spot playing time. I mean, Blackman's not going to play center field for them anymore, right? I mean, his contract says he's a high-producing power center fielder. Um, his contract is somewhat based on being a leadoff hitter. Is he going to be that for them anymore? I mean, you know, you can see how they are paying for past production, and that would lower the cost on – the prospects that it would take to get him. I haven't been able to connect those dots. It hasn't happened. Um, I've asked. I think there's a lot um, a lot of sense it makes for Colorado and the Cardinals to have a conversation, but it would mean taking on money for the Cardinals and a reduction of prospects as a result. You know, whereas everything else that we talk about, I mean, almost every other thing, you like, oh, well, Jock Peterson, like, well, okay, what would Jock Peterson? Well, Jock Peterson would require a haul of control years because that's what the Dodgers would be giving up. But I think there would be a number of teams who would be willing to take on Blackman money if it meant a reduction in prospects. Absolutely. That's, my, that's where the, co- the be a Cardinals are. Yeah. yeah, but the Cardinals are positioned to do that. Dylan Carlson, I'm sure, comes up a lot. What do you think the balance is in bringing an asset to help the big league club versus in, in realizing he's one of the most exciting and highest ceiling position prospects you've had in a while versus – the consideration that he's had a handful of professional ball games under his belt. Yeah. Um, well, talent plays, and I, I like the direction that baseball has gone where they're not trying to have young players meet a quota. They're just letting the talent take them. Um, he's even young by young standards, though. Yeah, so is Soto. Yeah. You know, so is uh, Acuna. I mean, Although, I, I, I saw – I would love I if saw Dylan on, Carlson was Soto or Acuna – well, he doesn't have to be either of those. Yeah. He can be you his know, path a, could be the same. He can be a switch hitting Dale Murphy, and that'd be really good. Would be great as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mean, is I'm, there precedent from a position standpoint for the Cardinals though, showing that type of aggressive? I, guess I, I shouldn't say Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy won MVPs, but you know what I mean, like an upright. I mean, he's, he's Ted Simmons, switch hitting eighteen year old, switch hitting eighteen year old. Yeah, there you go. Who, who plays outfield? Yeah, sure, we'll go that way. Let's pick a Hall of Famer on him. <laughs> Uh, it's just not – we haven't yeah. seen it recently Yeah, from a position player standpoint. No. 
I mean, we and I guess a lot of it is because they haven't had them in the cupboard. But they just haven't. Ha- well, you saw it with Colby Rasmus, right? And and Mike would, you know, Mike, remember this, right? Okay, so Colby Rasmus goes to the Texas League, center fielder, gifted fielder, and absolutely thunders his way offensively through that d- league. A league, mind you, that the Cardinals see as on the doorstep to the majors, right? We've yeah, seen it was pitchers further made, along than – yeah, you're right. We may, we see that, you know, he was a young guy out of high school, not too far removed from his first time seeing snow, um, and he just – In took, long pants. Yeah, it took Texas League by storm. And, you know, Oscar Tavares was a teenager when he did the same thing, you know. And here comes Dylan Carlson – did the same thing, um, maybe even a little bit uh, better as a more well-rounded hitter than those two. All right, um, Colby had so many doubles that you're like, golly, that's going to be a lot of power. That's going to be a lot of power. But what what he did was he played defense enough that they're like, we can turn to him. We can figure this out. We can, yeah. we can give him time like Yachty, right? He plays defense so well, he can figure this out offensively and still contribute. So Dylan Carlson – is like the best of all of that right now at this point. Is he's young, plays good defense, so that he can be figured out. Oh, it has a great strike zone, so yeah. he's gonna. Fi- I mean, and as a switch hitter, maybe still growing into his power. Right. Well, absolutely growing into his power. Um, I mean, again, I don't want to. We can pick a lot of great names and everything like that, but Yelich grew into his power. You know, and and they're with strikes on recognition, with great strikes on recognition, a high walk rate. Yeah, with a high walk rate, with doubles, with you know production in in leagues where production isn't guaranteed, you know, or that it's kind of suppressed by pitching. Um, what Dylan Carlson did in Double A, almost as much as what Dylan Carlson did in High A, speaks to a remarkably polished hitter. Well, the season's sneaking up, and since the holidays are here, it's the perfect time to pick up the hottest gift in Redbird Nation, the official 2020 Cardinals calendar, featuring the signature artwork of team photographers, the club's spring training, and regular season schedules, and four pages of money-saving coupons. Pick up your copy at St. Louis Area Retailers, or call 314-345-9000. Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll hear from Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, and General Manager Mike Gersh. That's next from San Diego at the Winter Meetings on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back. It's our first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren, and it's day three of Major League Baseball's Winter Meetings in San Diego. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you. You know, one of the benefits of being out here is getting to pick the brains of the Cardinals front office. And over the last couple of days, every day of these winter meetings, we've gotten to sit down at the end of the day and get the thoughts of Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak. We wrap up day three, Mo, and there have been some notable signings the last couple of days. How would you describe the market through your eyes and what you've observed this year compared to the last couple? Well, I think you'd have to agree with me that the market's been robust. I, I think if you're one of the beneficiaries of, of signing one of those contracts, it was uh, impactful. I think like the overarching theme of this, though, is I think it's good for baseball that you're seeing movement. I think the worst thing that could have come out of these meetings were, would be that no one had signed, there had been no movement in the free agent market, and to see that type of activity, I, I think, has bode well for the game of baseball. In terms of your goals, what you set out to accomplish here, uh, how would you describe to fans maybe what you leave here with in terms of information or maybe ideas in terms of the path the rest of the offseason? 
Yeah, I think like as we entered these meetings, we, we really wanted to have a, an understanding of what we might be able to do. And I, and I do think we're leaving here with a better idea of what that might look like. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have something when we get on planes uh, tomorrow, but it certainly means we will have a better idea of, of what the next few weeks will look like. And, and as I've told you guys before, I think that one of the things we have to be is patient. We have to understand that, that there are still a lot of baseball players available. I think over the last few days, you've seen a lot of the headline names sign, and, and that's wonderful again. But I think you have to realize there's still opportunities out there. And for us, it's, it's just making sure that, that we're keeping a pulse of that and being able to engage when we need to. And... I can promise you that I'll be around over the holiday week or holiday uh, um, time in St. Louis, and so uh, certainly be available if need be. Uh, the commissioner indicated a 26th man coming to baseball. You'll be able to carry one on your roster. What, what can that do for an asset like, for instance, Jose Martinez? We talked about him today. What can that do for your club and, and for Mike Schilt? Well, I, I think for us, it, it gives you a little bit more flexibility because um, as we've talked about how you think about roster building or, or building your bench, a lot of times you want people that have a lot more flexibility on being able to play multiple positions. And I think in, in Jose's case, you can really rely on him being an offensive player off the bench. And, you know, for years, we've always tried to find someone who could be that bad. And, you know, it's been very inconsistent as far as coming up with someone on that on that level. And so I think for Jose, it gives us a reason where we have a lot more opportunity to retain him and use him in, in a way that uh, makes a lot more sense for us moving forward. And finally, speaking of your manager, he went through the ringer with the media yesterday, uh, got some nice recognition last night with your group for being the National League Manager of the Year in a year that was filled with awards for your affiliates. What excites you about Mike, his staff, and, and you and your staff being in control of, of the blueprints of another offseason? Well, we like our club. I mean, we've been saying that since we got out here and back in the general manager meetings and end-of-the-year meetings we had with the media. But I, I think, you know, when you think about having Mike Schild, he's in a different spot than he was a year ago. He has a lot more confidence in what he's doing. I think, you know, what he's doing with our off-season program as far as with our players, what that curriculum looks like, I think he's been very helpful. And I think he has – he just – understands what the year is going to look like. So I think from that perspective, we have a lot more confidence going into 2020. And, you know, certainly for all of us that got to experience that dinner last night or that, that cocktail hour, it was just nice to spend time with, with people that really are critical to the success of the organization. And I think what Gary LaRock said and, and, and what those those all those people that were in attendance mean to us they're very important and so i thought last night was fun it was nice to see everybody um, but unfortunately had to skip out and get back to work and we appreciate your time and your hospitality over the last couple of days and we'll see you back in st louis thank you the cardinals care winter warm-up saturday january 18th through monday january 20th give the gift of cardinals baseball this holiday season with winter warm-up admission tickets and autograph tickets available at cardinals.com w WU. We'll talk some tickets next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren, the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne at Major League Baseball's Winter Meetings. And it's a pleasure to say hello to the Vice President of Ticket Sales for the Cardinals, Joe Strom. Joe, happy holidays. Happy almost winter warm-up. Getting closer and closer to baseball. What's going on? Well, Merry Christmas to you as well. And it's great to be talking tickets and baseball once again. It's almost here, Joe. And 
With each offseason, the Cardinals find a way to make their product better. Certainly when you show up to the ballpark with uh, the party rooms and the suites and things of that nature. So what's new for 2020? I think if you want to look at uh, what we're doing to the ballpark, one of the major things going on at the ballpark this year is a multi-million dollar renovation to our our party suites. Uh, ballpark's starting to... Uh, show a little age in certain areas, and uh, we are completely renovating the party suites this year, uh, putting a modern decor in there, and, and putting a bar inside each suite uh, so that uh, you'll have your own bartender that will serve cocktails, beer, and wine right inside your suite. I, if, if people have experienced party suites in the past, uh, the experience is going to go up a level this year with our renovated party suites, and those are on sale right now at cardinals.com. The party suites uh, include now a full-service bar inside each suite, a great new look. You guys have been kind of rolling this out over the last couple of years. Joe, what's the feedback been, and, and what's it been like for you guys to renovate some of these suites and offer uh, all sorts of, of different customers and Cardinals fans the opportunity to enjoy them? You're exactly right. We took a small portion of our suites last year, six uh, party suites, and created a new concept called a premium party suites, which was a new level of party suites, and the feedback was overwhelming. Uh, and the people that enjoyed those suites. So this year we're going to the next level on renovating the remaining party suites because the feedback was so positive and people enjoyed the experience. So, again, I would encourage people to make plans uh, right now to come out next year. It's a wonderful schedule that we have with many great teams, Yankees, Cubs, of course, coming in for two weekends as well. It's, it's a really desirable schedule next year, so make your plans now. Yeah, let's talk about the schedule for a minute, Joe, because it is an attractive one, especially with the American League East being involved. And, and really, when you look at right after the All-Star break, man, it's going to be a lot of fun at the ballpark. Well, when you look at the weekends in the summer months, I mean, we have the Reds in town in June, and actually, actually that's our only weekend in the month of June where we are in town. But you look at July, we have the Brewers in town over Fourth of July weekend, and then we have probably the greatest back-to-back -back weekends we've ever had in Cardinal history when you have the Yankees coming in the weekend after the All-Star break. We follow that up with the following weekend with the Cubs in town. So the summer schedule doesn't get much better than what we have this year with, uh, with the weekends. And speaking of that, ticket packs are on sale. They start at only $54, $8 per ticket. That includes all top promotions, all games against the Yankees, and Cubs, you can get in those packs. And I know some of the really, really popular promotions, Joe, and as you mentioned, the games, Yankees, Cubs, that's a great way for fans to make sure they're securing their tickets to those top dates, isn't it? They're securing tickets to the top dates, but they're also saving money when they buy them as packs, too. So that's the, that's the reason we offer the packs. It's a great uh, holiday gift and very affordable. As you said, they start at $54, and all the packs include our great promotions throughout the year. Again, this year we're going to have 40 to 50 uh, gate giveaways and uh, really some outstanding giveaways led by the bobbleheads that we're having uh, at the ballpark this year. So all those are included in the packs, and I would encourage people to go to cardinals.com right now and purchase those for the holidays. Hey, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the all-inclusive packages. Uh, I think we see a lot more people trending in that direction, especially on the group side 
where uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck, not to mention a good baseball game most nights. You, you really do. I mean, the experience where your food, beverage is included in the price of the ticket, and it's not just ballpark fare that's in the, in the all-inclusive areas. It's upscale food, uh, great experience. Most of the areas include a climate-controlled area, so you early in the season might be able to get out of the cool weather, but during the summer when it's really hot, a nice way to cool off and and uh, be, and go out and enjoy the rest of the game. But if you haven't experienced an all-inclusive uh, area, this is the year to do it. Tickets start as low as $54. Think about that. $54 includes your tickets and your food and beverage coming to the game. You can't beat that. And uh, and so this would be the year I would try it. Or, again, it's a great holiday gift, and those can be purchased at Cardinals.com. Head to Cardinals.com, the ticket packs. Party suites, all-inclusive tickets are on sale right now. Get the best deals for the best games, the best tickets at Cardinals.com. Joe Strom. The Vice President of Ticket Sales, we appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on with us on the first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, and we'll see you at the ballpark. We'll talk soon. Well, thanks for your time. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren from San Diego. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. From San Diego, California, at Major League Baseball's winter meetings, welcome back into the first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. Presented by Ameren, Chris Raby, and Mike Claiborne with you. We've had a lot of fun bringing you the first show of the offseason and can't wait to keep things moving next week. Hey, before we get out of here, do want to tell you again about the Bobblehead Pack. Ticket packs on sale, and the Bobblehead Pack features five great weekend games, including popular bobblehead giveaway dates, the Colton Wong Gold Glove, Yachty, and more. We'll give a Bobblehead Pack, five-game pack, away right now, to call her five at 314-531-1120. A big thanks to all of our guests this evening. Thanks to Mike Shannon, Ted Simmons, and Joe Torrey. Thank you as well to Mike Schilt, Derek Gould, John Mozeliak, Mike Gersh, and Joe Strom. A big thanks to our executive producer, Ben Boyd, Mike Anderson back in our network studios, and Ann Carroll from the Cardinals Radio Network. Thanks also to Goodwill, who helped make our winter meetings coverage possible. Donate a car for four free field box tickets. For all of the above, I'm Chris Raby. This has been the first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren from San Diego at Major League Baseball's winter meetings on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.